Lord, I want to live for thee. <laughs> every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us. Yeah, 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 yes. Every heart saying, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee.
call your attention this morning to the gospel as recorded by St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6. consider with me this morning verses 11 and 12 John chapter 6 <coughs> verses 11 and 12 these are the words you find and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise other fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. For a few minutes, I want to use this as a subject, broken yet valued. Broken yet valued. Maybe it's just me, but it seems like the older I get, the more time I spend on memory lane. <laughs> I love memory lane, memory lane now because it's a comfortable place for me comfortable place for me because it seems like, it might not be so, but it seemed like back in my early years, back down memory lane, it seemed like the world was less complicated. I, I, I never tell anybody, I never tell anybody that we were poor, but I will tell you we didn't own a whole lot of material stuff. <laughs> we were not poor. We just didn't have a lot of stuff, didn't need a lot of stuff. But what we had, we knew how to appreciate it. Didn't have a lot, but what we had, we knew how to make it last. I was thinking the other day, as I was lugging two trash cans down to the curb, one with regular trash and the other with recycle, <laughs> two trash can, came back to the garage and almost tripped over a box of stuff that I'm waiting to carry to Goodwill. <laughs> and it just crossed my mind, when did all of this start? When did we get all of this stuff that we got stuff to throw away? We call it disposable stuff. In my early childhood, <laughs> and some, some of y'all remember this, there was no trash man. There was nobody coming around every week to pick up. There was no trash man, and the reason why is because there was no trash. <laughs> Brother Young, yeah, there was no trash. We, we everybody had what we call a burn pile. And you had, if you did have a little something you couldn't eat or couldn't do anything, well, you burn it out in the backyard. That was no trash, man. Everything that we bought, we used it up. We still have a problem at my house. It's just at 3187. <laughs> that ain't my real address, y'all. <laughs> At our house, we still got this situation at, at our house at 5609. This problem with our children and our grandchildren coming to our house. And as much as we love them, they come to our house going into our refrigerator. We 
reading dates on stuff. <laughs> reading labels on stuff. Talking about this is expired. We're going to throw this out. It's expired. Huh? Now you about to get thrown out. You, are y'all hearing me? We didn't come from that kind of day. How's buttermilk going to be inspired? Expired? How, how you going to... Are y'all hearing this? I'm just trying to make a point here. Some of y'all remember when you used to go to the store to buy Coca-Cola? Did you throw the bottle away? No, old folk, y'all answer me back. The young folk don't know. Did you throw the bottle? No, you didn't throw the bottle away. You took it back to the store, and they gave you three pennies for it. And they sent it back to the company. They cleaned it up, put more Coke in it, and sold it again. <laughs> look at you, look at y'all, look at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> show y'all how old I am, man. <laughs> and since the Young family's here today, Miss Young used to bring buttermilk. <laughs> Virginia, you know, y'all remember Miss Young? Every week used to bring brother buttermilk. They were the buttermilk people. They would bring buttermilk to town. Folk, we would have starved in town if they hadn't been out there. But they used to bring, Miss Young used to bring buttermilk to the house. And when she would bring it in this gallon jar, she would give you a gallon jar and you would give her other gallon jar back. <laughs> that was buttermilk. That's what, we, that's what we got. I'm just trying to make a point here. I'm trying to tell you that it was a different day and nothing was wasted. Fast forward now. We live in a day of a garbage crisis. I was reading an article a few months ago that said the world is being overrun by garbage. Running out of places to put it. Putting it on barges and taking it out in the middle of the ocean. Don't, don't really have a whole lot of places to put it. And true to form, America is leading the way. America produces more garbage than any other nation in the world. Let me say it another way. We throw away more stuff than anybody in the world. But while that's true, we throw away more stuff we here in America, we are least aware of the garbage crisis. And the reason why we are least aware of the garbage crisis is because we don't have to look at it. Every week, we have the convenience of having somebody to come by, pick up our garbage, take it on out of our sight, and we don't know what they do with it. Just get it out. Um, are y'all hearing this? Yeah. Or oh, it would be different. It would be different if we just had to pile it up out in the front yard, smell it every day. Y'all ain't hearing me. It, it would be different if we just had to pile it out there and smell it every day, but, but they carry it away, and rarely do we even know where they carry it. It becomes somebody else's problem. I'm going somewhere. It becomes somebody else's problem. And then, to my brothers and sisters, is God has blessed us so much that we have come to a place where we throw away stuff that we used to fix. Can't say amen, say ouch. When was the last time you saw somebody donning socks? Y'all don't even know what that is. Y'all don't even When's the last time you saw somebody done in socks? Uh, yeah, when was the last time anybody in here got cardboard in your shoe? <laughs> y'all don't, y'all, 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 I'll be back directly. Y'all don't know what. Anybody got cardboard in your shoe? How you, how you just cut cardboard and put it in your shoe when it wore out and that kept your foot dry? Y'all, y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> who, who saves jelly jars? <laughs> Did I see a hangover? <laughs> yeah. We didn't throw away that stuff. Jelly jars can. That's a good can. <laughs> Y'all hearing this? 
It's just where we are as a society. Everything now is instant, temporary, or plastic, and disposable. But I'm beginning to wonder, my brothers and my sisters, if we haven't come to the place in this fast pace, throwaway society, that we've even become insensitive to broken people. Ouch. I'm wondering, in the midst of throwing everything away and just everything can be, I wonder if we haven't come to the point where we even become insensitive to people who are broken. Right now in this nation, we have leaders who are more concerned with protecting guns than they are with people, yeah, where people are going to get that next meal. I'm beginning to wonder, as a society, if we've not come to a point where we find it easier to dispose of broken folk than it is to repair broken folk. Like our garbage, like our garbage, if we can just get them out of our sight. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. This thing, ain't nobody going to shout today. I got it written down. Ain't nobody going to shout today. <laughs> if we can just get them out of our sight. We, we don't even mind paying a little something for somebody else to deal with them. Just get them out of our sight. Oh, we see them. We see them. We, we see them holding signs on street corners. And we hope the light won't catch us so we won't have to stop and look at them. Y'all hearing this? We see them laying homeless on the street, but we never make eye contact with them. You just keep right on walking. Oh, we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to talk about it, but the truth is we all got some in our family. Yeah, just be honest. Yeah, we all got some in, in our family, and we are hoping that they get some kind of help, some kind of program anywhere. Just don't bother us. It's really sort of strange. Really sort of strange phenomena because everybody here in the sound of my voice, at some point, whether you'll admit it or not, you were there. <laughs> I didn't get many amens there. Everybody in here, at some point, has been broken. Are y'all here? Everybody in this Place, no matter who you are, where you have come from, yeah, ha you have been in a broken condition. And either you've been broken, you are broken, or you're on the way to being broken. There are people standing in food lines right now, homeless, who never thought they'd have that problem. We all have, all of us have periods of brokenness. Don't take my word for it. Let's read it right out of the word of God. Don't you don't have to take my word. Let me just show it to you in the word of God. Psalm, 1, Psalm 34, many are the afflictions yes. of the righteous. Yes. Are y'all hearing me? John 16, yeah, 33, in this life you will have trouble. Are y'all hearing me? First Peter 4, 12. Don't be surprised at the far trials that come your way. Just trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't be surprised when those things come your way. Just trying to show you that you will not get through this life without experiencing some brokenness. And the church, the body of Christ, has a lot of growing to do in this area. The church has a lot of growing to do in the area of dealing with folk who are broken. After all, as followers of Christ, that is our top responsibility. Oh, I just preached it a, a few Sundays ago. I just told you a few Sundays ago, Matthew 25, I was hungry. And you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came see me. Broken folk. So it's easy for us to say, it's easy for us now in 2023 to say, well, you know, they got places for folk like that. 
They got places for them. They got programs for that. Anywhere, just get them out of our sight. And as we, we, we wash our hands of them without ever seeing the value in what we're throwing away. But I believe here that Jesus in this text is sending a loud and clear message to the people of God. As he speaks to his disciples after he had fed over 5,000 folk, I believe he's given us a message here. A message about not being wasteful. About learning how to appreciate everything that God gives you. Amen. Look at it for a minute. Look at it. Look at just, just at this great principle Jesus teaches in John 6. Familiar story. I won't go into detail. The word is Jesus. The word is getting around that Jesus, this man from Galilee. The word is getting around about this Jesus fellow. He met a woman at the well, and she's going out telling everybody, come see this man. Jesus did a long-distance healing with a noble man's son and yeah, yeah, who was at the point of death just by saying he's all right. During the Pentecost feast, he healed a man at a pool for 30, who'd been there for 38 years and caused an uproar. And yeah, yeah, the man been laying there. Jesus told him to take up his bed and walk. And, and people were upset by that. Sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of comical, really, that this man has been laying for 38 years, could not move. Jesus told him to take up his bed and walk. He put his bed on his shoulder, according to the word of God. He went into the church. He went into the synagogue. You would have thought everybody would have been shouting. You would have been thought, you would have thought, that here's a man that has never walked before, got his bed on the shoulder. You would have thought they would have turned out church. Guess what they wanted to know? Why are you carrying your bed on a Sunday? Are y'all hearing me? Why are you carrying your bed on the Sabbath day? Started a conflict. So Jesus had to leave and he, he left got on board a ship and went across to Galilee and the people followed him. So much was going on. They were hearing all these wonderful things. The people went around the bank and followed him all the way around to Galilee. And now they've been there all day long listening to him. It's time to go home. And when they get there, they were so engrossed in what Jesus was doing. 5,000 folk have followed him out there on the mountainside. It's getting late in the evening. People are getting hungry and there's no place to buy food. Listen to what the disciples, their disciples had. They had their plan is Jesus send these folk home. <laughs> that was the disciples' plan. They, Jesus send them home. Send them, send them away. But the word says Jesus had compassion on that crowd. He had compassion on them. Took, took a little boy's lunch. Two fish. Five loaves of bread. I, Heard, heard, heard Deacon Clark call them hush puppies. <laughs> Two fish, five loaves of bread, and he fed over 5,000 folk. Yes. Miracle took place in the hands of Jesus, and not only did everybody in the crowd have plenty to eat, That's right. there were leftovers. Amen. I don't know I had to get back to that. Everybody got plenty to eat, but there were leftovers. And here's where I want to get to. Jesus says to his disciples, now you go gather the leftovers. You go gather the fragments. Why, Jesus? Right there. So that nothing will be lost. That's the sermon right there. Go gather up the fragments so that nothing will be lost. Listen, listen, listen. The people are full now. They've all eaten and they're all full. Before they ate, they had developed an appreciation for a piece of fish. When they were hungry, they had an appreciation for a piece of bread. But now they're full. And the attitude has changed. 
Y'all ain't hearing me. Now they're a fool. Their attitude is changed. Their bellies are full now, and they won't see the value in a broken piece of fish. They won't see the value in a broken, a broken piece. Are y'all hearing me? They're all full now. They will walk away, and they will leave it laying here on the ground. But disciples, what I need you to do, disciples, what I need you to do, disciples, what I need you to do is gather up the broken pieces. Gather up the fragments. Why? So that nothing, so that nothing will be lost. Every time I read it, Every time I read this passage, it carries me back to our attitude. It talked to me. It carries me back to our attitude about broken lives and our attitude about broken people in my mind and in my thinking. If Jesus had that kind of interest in not wasting a broken piece of fish or a broken piece of bread, how much more concerned is he with how we handle broken people? Are y'all hearing me? Well, I got it written down. Ain't nobody going to shout today. Ain't nobody going to shout today. How much more concerned is he with how we handle broken people and broken lives? See the overall message to disciples and to the crowd is that fish and bread does not lose its value just because it's broken. Just said something. It's still fish. It might be broken, but it's still fish and bread. And you might look over, but somebody will be glad. Y'all ain't hear me. Somebody will be glad to get it. Not only that, you may not need it now. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. You got your belly full. You may not need it now. Around about 7 o'clock this evening. Y'all ain't hear me. Don't throw it away. My brothers and my sisters, if the church can just develop the same attitude toward broken lives, they may be broken, they may be tattered, they may be torn, but guess what? They still have value. You see, I believe one of the great dangers of the church today is when it comes to a point that it thinks it's got enough workers. Lord have mercy. I think one of the great dangers of the church is when the church is so successful and God is blessed so much until you think you got enough preachers. Got enough teachers. Got enough choir members, enough ushers, enough work. You hear me? Because once you think you got enough, your attitude changes. Once you think you got enough, your attitude changes about broken lives. Lord, help. You remember, you remember when folk used to shout when folk came down the aisle? Yeah! You remember, y'all remember that? You remember when folk used to come down and unite with the church and folk would shout all over the country? Now they can come. I don't care how many come. How many we get today? You understand where I'm going here? You see what I'm... I, I was so blessed to walk through yesterday vacation Bible school I was so blessed, but I was more impressed with the help that we had. We had help. Help was everywhere. People, everybody just quit what they were doing and came to help yesterday. On the other hand, there are churches that struggle. Never enough help. Not enough teachers, not enough singers, not enough workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the reason is, and, and here's what I want to make sure we never get to, maybe you're overlooking the fragments. Are y'all hearing me? Maybe the help you need might be standing out there on the corner right now. The help you need may still be in the crack house. Y'all ain't hearing me. The help you need uh, may be, as a matter of fact, might be laying in the bed at home. Yeah. Let's be honest. 
my brothers and sisters, I, I believe, I, I believe that as a people of God, every now and then we have to go back and remember why Jesus came. We have to go back. Jesus didn't come for folk who had it all together. Somebody, somebody ought to shout right. He didn't come for folk who had it all together. Jesus came for the poor. He came for the hopeless. He came for the downtrodden. Jesus came picking up broken pieces. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Ask me how I, I know. The reason I know, that's where he found me. Yeah, that's where he found me. I was shackled by heavy burden beneath a load of guilt and shame. But then the hand of Jesus touched me. And now <laughs> I am no longer the same. Y'all ain't hearing me. I was broken. I was tattered. And I was torn. But I thank God that Jesus, he picked up the pieces. I wonder if I got a witness here. Jesus picked up the pieces of my broken heart that day. And he made me a new vessel and revived my soul again. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, I know he did it for everybody, yeah, but I take it personally, yeah. Yeah, when he went to Calvary, yeah, I believe he went just for me, yeah. When he suffered, bled, and died, I believe he went just for me, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. That's why he went to the grave, yeah. I believe he went just for me, yeah. But I believe uh, that the grave uh, couldn't hold him down, yeah. But I believe right early uh, Sunday morning, yeah. He got up, yeah. He got up, yeah. And he got up, yes, just for me, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. So I stand here today, yeah. Are y'all hearing me, yeah? I'm pleading with you today, yeah. Just because of what the Lord has done for me, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. He didn't do it, yes, because I came from a great family. Yeah. He didn't do it, yes, because we had a whole lot going. But just as I am without one plea, yeah, but that thy blood was shed for me, yeah, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Good news, uh, good news. Uh, he will take you uh, right where you are. Y'all yeah. ain't hearing me. Uh, he wants to pick you up. Uh, he wants to turn you around. Uh, and he'll take you uh, right where you are. I know you're broken. Yeah. I know you're down. Uh, I know you're out. Uh, but hear him say, come uh, under me. Yeah. All you that labor uh, and are heavy laden. And then I will, I'll give you this. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus, Jesus came. Not for, not for those who thought they had it all together. He came broken folk. Let me say it this way. Broken folk who know they're broken. Jesus came. And even today, even, even today, it's not too late. The devil will trick you and make you believe you missed your chance. But as long as the blood is running warm in your veins, you have the chance. The song that we don't sing a whole lot anymore in the church. But just as I am, just as I am, 
without one plea. I ain't got nothing to boast about. Without one plea. The only thing I can boast about is that he shed his blood for me. And that he bid me to come. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He's saying, come now. So no matter who you are, no matter what you think, no matter what anybody, right now is your chance. Somebody ought to be moving right now. Here is your chance to change your mind and change your life. If you're here, if you're here, we invite you to come. If you're unsaved, come. If you're already saved and just have strayed away from the body, you need to be in church. You need to be in the body. Somebody ought to be moving for me. And thou bids me come to thee. Somebody ought to be moving. Come on. Wonder blood. Whose blood can cleanse each part of them of God. I come. I come. Just as. of the church because it is that time that you are being challenged you're being challenged to turn it around and you do that merely by just saying I yield I yield to him my life belongs to him and right now you can turn life around just by making a move the church is praying for you now the church is praying for you now. And nobody knows the condition of your soul better than you do. The church is praying. If there's a need for you to move, you need to be moving right now. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now, come now. If you're already saved, you may be already saved, just don't have a church covering. You need a church covering. You need to be covered. You need to be moving now. The door is open. Jessica. Jessica has grown up around here. She's been around us for a long time. And Jessica 
has already said to me and already stated that she loves Jesus. She accepts him. She wants to be baptized. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord for me, Jessica. Bless the Lord for Jessica. Amen. A mother, a mother has shared all these concerns and things. She was saying, you know, uh, Jessica, you may be seated, Jessica. Jessica, Jessica has some, some special problems. She's a mother shared with me and all of us. She's special. But guess what? All of us are special. <laughs> all of us are special. As special as we are, we know we need Jesus. We know we need, and we thank God for you. Amen. I'm going to, matter of fact, I, I haven't been in the water in a long time, but I promised you I was going to do this. <laughs> I haven't been in the water. I'm going to go in my, I'm going to have somebody to help me, but I'm going to get in the water with you. <laughs> all right. We're going to baptize you. All right. God bless you. God bless. God bless. Y'all bless the Lord. Amen. 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 You just go right through here. Sister Brooks, there's a storm out. Come on here. Give me. There's a storm out on the ocean. And it's moving this way. Oh, in your soul tonight. Anchored in Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. Amen. Our sister has testimony she wants to share. And as she comes, now I already told her, everybody, we all know her. We love her. I told her brief. <laughs> I told her brief. Has a testimony. But while we're doing this, let me tell you what the Lord is about to bless us with. I just got through talking to, to Reverend Matthews the other day. We, we're about to, I, I'm about to learn a, a podcast. And we're going to do a testimony podcast so that those so that those who have testimonies, you'll be able to call in and we'll all be able to hear your testimony by pod, podcast. Amen. And I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it so, so that we have, so that we take these moments. We take, we need to hear these testimonies. And that's a vehicle that we can use. Thank God to COVID. <laughs> it's a vehicle we know we got and we can use. Amen. 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 Hi. I'm going to hold the mic. Okay. Hi. I'm not going to be that long, but hi, everybody. I just want you to know that I'm just getting over, and not quite over COVID, okay? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> I, I mean, I did everything I had to do. I took the uh, three boosters, the three shots, but that's not the point. I went to Huntsville. I caught it on the 28th of, of May, and then I came back with it, and I've been gone from trick. As a matter of fact, I just came back in July. I was away a whole month. I was having night threat. But the first day of COVID, this was important. The first day, I almost drowned in my own mucus and everything. And thank God that I had went to the dentist and had some uh, antibiotic and amoxicillin. And she gave me them. And two of them I saved. The Holy Spirit said, don't take those two. About two weeks before I went away. I didn't take them. When I got back that Sunday night, I had to take the first one. That Monday morning, I took the second one, but I'm telling you, I almost died that Sunday night, okay? Mm -hmm. It was for God and my being obedient. What I want to tell you, obedience is important to God. Yeah. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Be right. guided by him. And I wanted to tell you this. God did speak to me from last year, and he said, you wear your mask until 2024. 2024, it will be over. All right. Okay? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. 
Bless the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Now, we thank God. Thank God for testimony. Thank God for testimony. Now, y'all hear me? Hear me good? Hear me good? That's what the Lord told her. <laughs> That's what the Lord told her. You listen for the Lord to tell you when to take yours off. We, that's the way we do it around here. We, we, we listen to the Lord, and the Lord speaks to every one of us. And he will let us know when that time. Thank God for testimony. Thank God he's still, he's still working. Amen. 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 Amen.
we have our staff and our teachers and our parents, oh God, and, and elders who care for our children. And God, we need you in a special way as we prepare to move into another school year, oh God. What seems like a lot of chaos and a lot of uncertainty in our schools and within our children and in our families, oh God, we ask, oh God, that you be with us in a way that only you can. Touch us and cover us in a world that doesn't seem to hear our children and doesn't seem to want to see our children. God, help us to keep our children at the forefront. Help us to be mindful of what they're going through. Help us to be cognizant and attentive to their needs, oh God. Dear Lord, we are not raising any backroom children. We want to be involved every step of the way. Dear Lord, in this age where mental illness and mental health and anxieties are taking over, God, help our children to know that you are with them, that you are covering them, that you are guiding them, that you are protecting them each and every step of the way. Help our parents to know that even though our children are going through and developing and growing and sometimes they don't often respond in the way that we want to, oh God, help our parents to know that they are still growing. They're growing in their faith and they're growing in their own maturity, oh God. Help us to be gentle with them. To know that we got their back. Dear Lord, I pray a special prayer and special covering over our teachers and our staff. Those who are on the front lines. Making sure that our children are seen about and cared for and protected and taught. And challenged in the ways that they need to be challenged. God, give us a special spirit of perseverance. That even when the days get long and hard and we seem stressed and we seem like we're ready to throw in the towel, give us that extra boost that we need to know that you are with us always. Dear Lord, we're so thankful we don't have to beg you for anything. Oh God, but we trust you for everything. We trust you for the small things and we trust you for the big things. Oh, God, help us to know that our lives are indeed in your hands. Not in the hands of the government, not in the hands of the state, not in the hands even of our schools, but God, our hands, our lives are in your hands. Our bodies belong to you. Our minds belong to you. Our children belong to you. They don't belong to social media. They don't belong to the streets. They don't belong to the hoodlums and the thugs that try to get in our kids' minds. They belong to you. And so, oh God, we walk in this confidence that all is well. Everything we need, it belongs to you. All is well, oh God. All of our needs, all of our worries, all of our anxieties. God, you know. And not only do you know, but you're there with every answer that we need. And so we're grateful and we're confident in this, that you will see us through even until the end. And so, oh God, as we leave this place, but never your presence, help us to look to you when the road is rough, when the going is tough, when the hills seem hard to climb. Help us to know, oh God, since we made you our choice, yes, that you would be with us even until the ends of the earth. And so we claim it so. In the name of the one who can turn water into wine, we claim it so. Of the one who can make a blind man to see. We claim it so. To the one who can bring a man back from death. We claim it so in the name and nature of Jesus the Christ. We pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. And amen.
Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. This is a good place. Everybody's standing. Just look at somebody. You ain't got to touch them. vacation Bible school yesterday. Just go upstairs, have a look. Thank God for you. Don't forget your offering. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.